0: Welcome, my name is Carl Schlstrom, and in this episode, we're going to be looking at short term incentive plans. And like with all other episodes in the series of Getting Executive Conversation, we just take a high level overview and we follow that with a few pointers as to what you may want to have a look at when you're evaluating or designing a short term incentive plan. <laughs> first then for short-term incentives what are they what makes them short well a rule of thumb is that we usually say anything that is covering a 12-month period or less that would be a short-term incentive there's there's a spectrum of course that we we design incentives over but the short-term ones are typically within the financial year and they they tend to have a focus that is uh, more around the operational execution of the strategy than achieving strategic objectives as such which tends to be more rewarded through long-term incentives not a rule but it just tends to be that way the way we design uh, short-term incentives is by either applying a formula Or a discretionary analysis of performance and then paying individuals for it or groups of individuals for it. And examples of short-term incentives are ranging from the the broad all-employee based or large group uh, linked profit shares or success shares to incentives that are designed specifically for a function like sales incentives or project management incentives. Sales incentives, we tend to reward how many units or to what value uh, the sales staff manage to to, uh, bring in revenue. Whereas uh, for project management, uh, as another example, it's more around uh, the Timeliness of projects uh, being completed, too, and the cost efficiency and the quality of the project execution. But then we have the annual bonus plan, which is uh, what is most typical for the executive population. And that is sometimes supplemented by another type of short term incentive, which is the ad hoc recognition or ad hoc bonus which means that you award individuals a one-off payment in recognition of something very exceptional they've done that wasn't really planned for or thought of at the beginning of the financial year, and it's really just a a recognition payment. So when we put them together and design these uh, short-term incentive plans, what we first of all, look at is how much. So what are the opportunities that we're going to be offering individuals? And that can be determined in uh, in in a currency format, or it can be uh, determined as a percentage of the base salary, uh, or it can be just linked to a uh, result like a profit um, uh, number, which may be translated into pools to be distributed across the organization or across the unit. What's important when we look at the opportunities is to consider what leverage do we put into the the package that the individual is going to receive. So is, this going, is there going to be a lot of predictable pay through fixed salary, base salary, or is there going to be a high leverage because a lot is uh, uncertain w- uh, because it's delivered through the short-term incentive or long-term incentive combination. We then need to set the links to performance. So short-term incentives are paid for something. Now we may pay individuals for simply showing up to work. We may pay short-term incentive to just staying at, uh, with the, with the company, so called retention bonuses we may pay short-term incentives to come to the company, a recruitment bonus. But when we're looking at the broader set of incentives, there's usually some sort of performance link which is uh, brought back to the company or or the the unit or, or the individual and how they've done over the period that we measure. And those links then also need to determine how difficult it should be to earn different levels of pay. And those levels of, those levels will be then linked to the constraints that we put around the short-term incentive. So the the first constraint will be at what point do we pay at all, and so at what point do we not pay below. And we can refer to that as the threshold level of pay. And the threshold may impact all of the incentive or just part of the incentive. And above it, then we start to pay. And we then usually want to define where the target or expected level of the incentive is. So if we perform two expectations, how much do we pay there? Now, that could be the same as the threshold level, could be the same as the next point, which is the maximum level, or it could be somewhere in between. The, so, the maximum level, that is where do we cap the incentive? So, at what level of performance do we not pay anymore? And um, that can, that it could of course be uncapped, it could be an infinite number, which uh, has uh, consequences. Or as is more typical in particular in Europe, we set a, a maximum performance level and with it a maximum level of uh, the short term incentive. If you were to perform above that level, it simply wouldn't add to the value of the the the, the pay that you receive. Other Constraints that we may put on the short term incentive have become more and more popular in recent years. When I say recent years, after 2008 and the financial crisis, when the regulators of the financial services around the world started to insist on deferrals and clawback arrangements attached to short term incentives. Interestingly, in particular, deferral arrangements were actually commonplace within much of the financial services sector beforehand. Uh, But what deferral is, and we'll talk more about it in in a separate episode, is that you you carve out part of the incentive, maybe any incentive above a certain number or a fixed percentage of uh, the incentive that is being paid out, and you delay that payment either in cash or in shares or some other instrument until a future date, which might be a year away, might be three years way or or even longer and what that allows you to do which is then the 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 next point to consider in the design is you have a clawback ability that allows the company to take back some of the incentive or even all of the incentive either by taking from the deferral or by coming and reclaiming already paid incentives and or, or And incentives to be paid if it turns out that a short-term incentive has been paid out based on information that was wrong. The things to consider when we're looking then at short-term incentives and evaluating them is first to just consider, is this in addition to or as part of expected reward? And it's, it's a, this is a bit of a philosophical question, and it's a very important one, in particular for boards to be on top of, because this is an area where a lot of boards tend to have disagreements on the principles behind how and why incentives are paid. So one school of thought is that a bonus, as is implied by the word and the meaning of the word, is only paid for performance over and above the expected level of performance so if you deliver to budget you don't get anything so if you have a if you have a profit sharing plan for example and you uh, only just hit the budget you wouldn't share any of the profits generated by that budget with the employees if on the other hand you say that Short-term incentives should to a certain extent be part of the expected reward. Then what you do is you have a lower salary for the expected level of pay and you make up the balance with part of the short-term incentive. So say, for example, you pay a third of the short-term incentive, if it's an annual bonus, say, uh, at the expected level of performance. This allows the company to shift some of the risk from the company onto the individual. And it does so by providing a bit of a premium in the uh, incentive opportunity so that the individual knows that, yes, if times are bad, the company can reduce its cost. Maybe we don't need to lay off so many people. And then it, when times are better... The individual can earn more because then the company can afford to, and uh, it is, uh, yeah, is therefore a win-win for for both sides, both shareholders and uh, participants, if it's designed correctly. The next thing is to think about the balance of risk and reward. So, how do, does the incentive encourage risk taking, and how much does it reward it? And then also, which is really key, is what is the probability of earning different levels, including what are the extremes that this incentive may deliver. We we have a problem, and it's actually an even bigger problem in with long term incentives, but short term incentives too. We look at what's the probability of getting something and. Say we we expect the target level to be the one that pays out. But if we get the probabilities around pay and performance wrong, it can be quite um, quite dramatic. So if the board is not clear on how much value the maximum may pay out to an individual, it may be that it it gets embroiled in, in, in a scandal around it In particular, if you have uncapped incentives, if you have an incentive where you set the targets as way, way too tough, so they're basically unachievable, then you will have an organization that quickly catches on to that the bonus opportunity is not what uh, the company says, but it's actually much, much less, which will mean that they will devalue the incentive and any incentive into the future. Uh, which can have consequences for retention and, indeed, uh, you know, general general satisfaction amongst uh, the the executive population. The last thing I just wanted to bring up, as a flag for short-term incentives, is signalling. When we're talking about short-term incentives, there's often no debate around how do they work? Do they work at all? And we have this mantra that has developed around paying people for performance. And secondly, to to attract and retain and motivate executives through the packages that we have. And the motivation point often gets brought up around short-term incentives. Do they motivate individuals? And there's a Uh, a worryingly large number of so-called academic studies that claim that uh, short-term incentives do not motivate and therefore they do not work. Everybody is motivated by money and therefore short-term incentives can motivate people absolutely. The big issue is that we do not know how different individuals are motivated by money. Some people will quite happily stab their grandmother for five bucks, and others will not sign a piece of paper for a million bucks. We all have different perspectives. We have different personal wealth situations. We have different moral uh, compasses. We have different value systems. We have different uh, ways of looking at what is important in life, what is what is uh, right, what is wrong. Clearly, if we take away an individual's money and then offers them a little bit of money for food at some point, the sort of most basic Hertzberg kind of level, yes, they'll be motivated directly to, to take money in order to survive. But that's not really how it works at an executive level. So we cannot rely on short-term incentives or any other executive pay vehicle to deliver motivation. Motivation shouldn't be a part of executive compensation design at all. What should be part of it is signaling. Because even if you are not directly motivated by your short-term incentive to do more, you do understand through the short-term incentive what it is that the organisation wants you to do. What are the actions and the behaviours that you need to exhibit and, and, and perform on in order to deliver on the strategy and the tasks that you have been employed to do? That we can signal very very clearly through the short-term incentive in ways that we cannot rely on necessarily through other means i mean you could alternatively have management communicate this you could have all sorts of other parts of the organization sending signals and you should do that but if you Use the short-term incentive and long-term incentive, indeed other parts of reward, like we can signal very clearly through benefits, our intents and our, our, our views around things like environmental approaches, how we we care about uh, the individual's well-being and so on. So, if we use pay, then we can get some very very clear uh, signals through and. The short-term incentive, it signals the actions and behaviours that we want to see and the actions and behaviours that we do not want to see. So the other aspect of this is, do we pay for and signal the wrong things? Short-term incentives work. They pay for what you reward. So the signal tends to be very clear. If you, however signal the wrong thing so you you say you'll pay for profit but you don't actually want profit you want growth or new inventions or whatever then you are going to get profits and not the new inventions and the growth you have to have a signal that is conscious and well thought through and that is what's going to make the short-term incentive successful Hope this has been helpful to you. I hope you now feel you know a little bit more about why companies operate short-term incentives, and I hope you'll join me in other episodes of Getting Executive Compensation, where we'll continue to look at how executive compensation all comes together. My name is Carl Schostrom and thank you for listening.